Welcome to the Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back, and thanks so much for tuning into the Kelly Roach Show. In today's episode, we are breaking down 10 lessons learned in 10 years of business. And I can barely believe it seems like a lifetime and a blink of an eye all at once, but here we are. It was 10 years ago this week that I opened up Kelly Roach LLC. I was a senior vice president for a Fortune 500, feeling super unfulfilled, really desiring to do work that made a difference in the world, really desiring to take my destiny into my own hands, Uh, not really excited so much about becoming an entrepreneur, but excited about the possibility of achieving and building the life that I desired for my family. So here we are 10 years later, lots of lessons learned. Lots of fun and exciting celebration moments, lots of very hard lessons learned and obstacles overcome. And I hope today's episode will serve as a catalyst for you from a mindset perspective to get from where you are to where you want to be, no matter how many years you are celebrating in business. And these lessons are in no particular order. I don't even know if there's exactly 10, but I'm going to give you what I got. So here we go. Number one is run your own race. Probably my most important lesson since coming into business because when I started my business and I was still working full-time, I remember being in a coaching program. Of course, the first thing that I did, even before I had a customer was sign up for coaching, best decision I could have made. And I was in that program for two years. And I remember I always had this feeling of being behind, this feeling that because I was working full-time, I didn't have enough hours to put into the business. I wasn't going to get to the goals I wanted to achieve. Uh, I was always kind of in the back of my mind thinking like, do I have a real shot at this when I'm not full-time? Like, am I ever going to get to the point where I can go full-time in my business? And so here I was, I was in the second year of this coaching program. And at this point, my business is starting to really take off. Things are starting to come together for me, signing clients, making money, doing the things. And I remember looking around at a lot of the people that I had been in that coaching program with for those two years. And one day I suddenly had this like massive awakening where I realized that these people who had all the hours in the day, it was their only focus. It was their only thing they had going on were really struggling to gain traction because they weren't focused. They were not dialed into doing only the most meaningful things that were going to get them from where they were to where they wanted to be. Now, for me, I I didn't have the luxury of saying I can work 40 hours a week on my business or I can work 80 hours a week on my business. Thank goodness. And because I didn't have that luxury, I had to figure out, okay, if I have two hours a day to build this business or I have three hours a day to build this business, how am I getting it done? And I had this massive awareness shift where I realized that that actually became one of the most important centerpieces of how I built my life because as I became a mom and as I really created the family life that I wanted to, I wasn't coming from a place of working, you know, 60 plus hours a week in my business. I was building the business and making money and having success growing it on very limited hours. 
which then when I had my daughter and I was breastfeeding and I wanted to have time, you know, at home with the family and prioritize what really mattered most to me, I was able to do that because I had learned to build in such a disciplined way. So the big lesson for me there was the thing that you think is your biggest handicap, the thing that you think is holding you back the most in life, the thing that you're feeling sorry for yourself for, that you're questioning everything because of, is probably the thing that will have the most impactful you know, impact on getting from where you are to where you want to be if you learn to flip it around. So when I finally realized like, oh my gosh, the reason why I'm getting so much traction in the business is because I'm only focused on the things that matter. I'm focused on serving customers. I'm focused on getting customers. I'm focused on creating content to build an audience. It was like, oh my gosh, like that, that's why it's all working. I'm not distracted. I'm not diluted. I'm focusing on what matters. And that then was a catalyst for really rapid growth. So run your own race, number one. And number two, the thing that you think is your biggest handicap is probably your number one differentiator. It's probably your number one catalyst for growth. You just got to flip that story around, right? Number two, very unfortunate, people lie. People don't have your best interests in mind, right? You are going to begin to have success and you are going to ex get exposed to all sorts of people. You're going to have clients that turn on you. You're going to have employees that turn on you. You're going to have people that try to work their way into your inner circle and try to harm you. Now, I share this lesson because I was super naive. I, when I started my business, and I even made these mistakes up until last year. I mean, I just had someone uh, really do super damaging things to me uh, in the last couple of months. So uh, I just learned this lesson. It took me 10 years to really get this. You have to protect yourself. You need to really be sensitive and careful. As you're beginning to have success, you have to understand all things are not equal. Not everyone has your best interests in mind. People are not like you. I used to think I would hire an employee. They were going to be like me. They were going to work like me, think like me, be mission-driven like me, you know, get behind where we were going and what we were doing like me. And there's a lot of people that I hired in my company that I poured love and support and resources and money and my time and talent and heart into. And they turned around and tried to smear me, tried to uh, create bad blood in the community, even, you know, went and bashed me to clients, right? And I share this because you have to realize that as you have higher levels of success, there are going to be people that try to work their way into your inner circle that do not have your best interests in mind. You need to have people in your circle that care about you, that will help protect you, that will help raise the red flag when someone maybe isn't the best for you. Um, I just started even bringing my husband in more, um, you know, around legal and risk-related things because I need that backup. I need that backup because there's so much going on and you need that extra layer of protection. You need a good legal team. You need a good risk team and you need people in your corner that are going to hold up a mirror when there's someone that worked their way into your circle that is not good for you. And you need people that are not yes people, but instead are people that are like, hey, you got to really pay attention to this. You know, let's, let's, you know, create some space here. Okay. Another big one, another big one is listen to your gut. The biggest transformations that have led to the most growth in building my company to where it is today came from me listening to my gut. 
when my intuition was telling me that the things that my industry was doing were not creating the best results for clients and that there was a better way to do them, I acted on that. Whether it was in the early days doing a 12-month program when everyone else was doing a six-week course. Whether it was back four years ago or three years ago when we started providing one-to-one -one accountability. When it was you know, the live launch versus, you know, old traditional launch mechanisms that were expensive and tech heavy and arduous and unmanageable. And even up through today with conviction marketing, every big catalyst for growth in the business has come from zigging when everyone else zags. And you're only going to have the courage to zig when everyone else zags if you realize that your best guide is trusting your own intuition. Your gut is never going to lead you wrong. The problem is so many times we discount it. So make sure that you are creating an environment for yourself where you're listening to your gut, you're trusting your intuition, and have the courage to go against the grain. Have the courage to take those instincts and translate them into a super powerful growth mechanism because just like you see and feel that things could be different, they could be better, you know, whatever, uh, that does not mean that you don't have thousands of people that are waiting for the leader like you. They're waiting for someone to come forward and say, hey, we got to do this different. We can do this better, whatever the case, right? So uh, just want to make sure that you really prioritize listening to your gut because it will create the distinction for you in the market. I hear from so many people every day that they really want to build that category of one business, but they don't know how to stand out because the market is so saturated. Well, this is how. You fill the gap, you listen to your gut, you zig when everyone else zags. You really follow your intuition in business. That's huge. Okay. Next, your biggest fans may have never commented, engaged, or interacted with your content. Don't let van vanity metrics fool you. So we live in a world of instant gratification. We live in a world of bigger is better. We live in a world of what have you done for me? Not just lately, but what have you done for me today, right? And there is so much pressure to build this massive following online and to get viral videos and to get everyone commenting and engaging and you feel bad when there's not a lot of engagement on your posts and it makes you question everything when you don't get the engagement that you desire and so on and so forth. And what I can say after 10 years of being in business, you know, most of what we have done online has had very little engagement yet we pretty much have established ourselves as the industry leader in the coaching space. We're very niche in what we teach. We are for business athletes. We are for busy business owners that are serious about creating real companies. And so, you know, no, we don't have the funniest, most entertaining videos online. We don't have the, you know, sexiest uh, reels with all these special effects. That's just not our jam. That's not who we're for and that's not what we're about. But the biggest piece of advice that I can give you is create legacy work online that you're going to be proud of for years to come and don't obsess over the vanity metrics. Keep showing up. Consistency and frequency are the most important elements of the success in your business and your biggest fans and your best customers 
are probably going to end up being people that you may be learning their name for the very first time when they finally buy your product or service. So many people are watching from afar and you don't even know it. So it's really, really important to not alter what you believe is a critical piece of what you're trying to accomplish as an entrepreneur because you're not getting the instant gratification of the response that you want in that moment because the people that are most likely to buy, especially if you sell to premium buyers, they may never interact or engage or comment or like or share a single piece of yours, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to buy. So don't let vanity metrics drive your behavior or your outlook on the opportunity for you. Which goes to my next point, there's opportunity at the top for all of us. What I have learned over and over again is that the extra mile is never crowded. There is so much room at the top. You have no idea. People just don't even go for it. They don't even go for it, especially in our society today. I mean, people think that hustle is a bad word now. Like legit, there's an entire movement online that is that is trying to uh, create, you know, the cancel of the word hustle. What does hustle mean? It means getting at it, right? It means getting at it. It means doing the damn thing, right? So the extra mile is never crowded. There is room at the top for you. I can't say that enough times. There is room at the top for you because everyone's swimming around at the bottom as a commodity, killing each other, fighting for the same clients, fighting in the same space, literally like stepping all over each other. When if you are willing to really build something that has extraordinary quality, extraordinary impact, really focus and, you know, be intentional about what you're creating and what you're building, there is so much room at the top for you. You, you wouldn't believe it. And the same thing goes for selling to people at the top. You know, everyone's selling to the lowest common denominator. Everyone's making the commodity sale, right? Very few people are selling to the people at the top. I've shared even on this podcast how hard it is for people at my level to find, you know, a coach, right? Because people aren't selling to eight and nine figure businesses, you know, to be their coach. They're selling to people that are just getting started on their dream. They're starting, they're selling to people that are, uh, looking to find their first couple of clients. Everybody's down cycling the drain and very few people are upselling to the people at the top. So it's just very important for you to know that it doesn't matter where you are in your trajectory today. You might have one client. You might just have an idea. You might already be running a million dollar business and you're asking, can I make this a hundred million dollar business? And the answer is really, that's completely and totally up to you. It's possible for anyone. It's available to all of us. It's whether or not you're willing to do what it takes to get there. And so really remember that there's room for everyone at the top. Okay, next. Every time you cross a major threshold in your business, everything will implode. At six figures, at seven figures, at multiple seven figures, at eight figures, at multiple eight figures. And you will have to rebuild your systems. You will most likely have to rebuild your team. You will have to alter your business model and your internal organizational structure. And it feels like the world is ending. 
it literally feels like the world is ending and like you're going to lose everything. And a lot of businesses do go out of business when they're going through this transition because it feels like everything is imploding. It feels like everything's falling apart and everything needs to be fixed all at once. And this happens at every level. I've been through this, I think, five or six times now. And every single time you come out a better leader for it, every single time you learn so much, you learn so much about yourself, about what your business needs from you, about who you need on your team, about what the business will need to sustain. And sometimes those lessons are really painful lessons, especially when you grow quickly. You know, sometimes those lessons are really painful, but the most important thing to know is that when you feel that way, it's not the end of the world. The business isn't going to implode. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to be a process. It's going to be three to six months of pain. (laughs) It's going to be three to six months of pain um, where you're going to have to go in and do a lot of rebuilding because now you need to create an infrastructure that is able to support the growth that you have created. And so, especially when you're moving through these growth spaces quickly, you outgrow the infrastructure that you currently have. And, you know, we have to remember businesses cannot be built in theory. Businesses can only be built in actuality. So you would say, oh, but Kelly, can't you just plan for that? Yeah. Um, So we all know that you can write a plan down on a piece of paper all day, every day. You could spend your entire week planning. And then literally five minutes into execution, everything changes. Because if one little piece changes, it impacts every other piece of the puzzle. Okay, so this is not something that you can theoretically skip over or sidestep. It's something that you have to work through. And it's something you want to work through because it's in working through this that you learn the lessons that you need to know in order to go. You learn the lessons you need to know in order to go. You want to go to the next level, you got to become the leader that's able to uh, lead the business to the next level. And that's that's really a big piece of becoming a great CEO and a great leader. Okay, mental and physical health. What is it that will take you out of the entrepreneurial game and steal your dreams if you lose hold of your mental and physical health? Liability, flexibility, resilience. Liability, flexibility, and resilience. These three things will determine if you're able to take the hits as a CEO, take the challenges as a CEO, uh, you know, really work through everything that's coming at you and keep putting one foot in front of the other. This is crucial. Many people worry about how big their social media following is, how many clients they have, how big their audience is. I mean, they're worried about all these things. And at the end of the day, it's not those things that will take you out of the game. It is mental and physical health. So you cannot afford to not prioritize your mental and physical health. Your biggest risk as a business owner is losing hold of your mental and physical health. You will not, you will not make it from seven to eight figures if you do not prioritize mental and physical health. 
and you don't have to be perfect and you may be inconsistent sometimes and you may you know struggle there'll be days that you eat trash because you're back to back there'll be days that you don't work out you know all sorts of things right i'm not saying that you need to be perfect i'm not saying that you need to be like a crazy person i'm saying that this is the thing that will make or break you so slowing down to speed up take the time for the walk every day take the time to meditate five minutes to get yourself in a good mental and physical state to tackle the day. Dialing in even things like your faith. Uh, when I went through last year, I can honestly say without my faith, I, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it. There was no amount of talent or skill or tenacity or resilience that could have gotten me through last year. It was only my faith. And I kept coming back to uh, Jesus and my faith and my belief and asking for strength, asking for direction, asking for help, asking for support, um, you know, to make it through. And I did. And we came out on top and we keep moving forward. And, you know, th these are the seasons that we all go through. Uh, it may not be faith for you. It may be something else. But I put those buckets under mental and physical health, your, your spiritual well-being, you know, your ability to um, look at your growth as a holistic human is so key, but a lot of people that end up coming out of the game and business is failing or closing down, it's because they just can't, they can't deal mentally or they're just, their physical health, uh, gets to a point where they can't continue. So really being mindful of that and making a decision proactively to prioritize that so that you don't put yourself at that immense risk. Okay, just a couple more. Uh, failure. Failure, your relationship with failure is your biggest stepping stone for growth. So really understanding that everything is a, tr a trial, everything is a test, everything is a process of learning and growing. Failure is not fatal. Failure is not final. Failure is how you gain the information to build the stepping stones to get from the level that you're at today to where you want to be. Your relationship with failure will have a transformational impact on how high and how far and how fast you are able to go. Okay, you can have, be, do anything. If you are willing to dance with failure and you're willing to accept both the consequences and the sacrifices of the decisions that you're making and of the trajectory that you're creating. A lot of people simply aren't willing to sustain the sacrifices needed to get to the level that they want to go. And so they tap out and redirect. And that's okay. Like if you set a goal to get to a certain level and then you realize that that goal isn't that important to you and it's just stress and it's just sacrifice and you don't really care, then make a new goal. But if that goal is important to you, and if getting to that level is going to have a transformational impact on your life, your family, your, your generational wealth, you know, then you have to be willing to accept the sacrifices that coincide with that. And every level that you go to certainly requires more sacrifice. And it looks very different. 
Um, you know, I think that in the early stages of building your business, it's physical. You know, you're physically working really, really hard. As you get to the higher stages of business, it's mental. You're mentally working very, very hard. You know, I'm usually very tired at the end of the day, not from the physical hard work so much as the mental gymnastics and the thinking and the decisions and the problem solving and the ability to work through navigating, you know, everything that that's coming at us all day, every day. Playing the long game. I talk about this incessantly, but playing the long game is going to be make or break. The people that build beautiful businesses that stand the test of time and create a lifetime of success, wealth, and transformation are always playing the long game. They're not making decisions for today. They're making decisions for five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And so playing the long game and being willing to have the patience to build something over time, over decades, uh, to get from where you are to where you want to be is absolutely huge. And going hand in hand with that, building a strong leadership team. So the number one thing when you get into the higher levels of business is you have to be surrounded with other thought leaders. You can't be the only one thinking, leading, making decisions, creating culture. Having a very strong leadership team is absolutely essential. And some of the people that come up with you through the business that you think are going to be leaders or maybe that you promote to being leaders are not going to be those people. So you have to get through the hurt and you have to get through the release of the fact that you will grow to a point where those people may not come to the next step. You need to bring people in from the outside, but it is very difficult to sustain any high level of success if you don't have leaders coming together from different perspectives, diverse backgrounds, diverse skill sets, diverse zone of genius, you know, this is absolutely critical to your long-term. Um, big mistake that I made that I learned from is don't hire people into a high-performance culture that don't have a track record of working in a high-performance culture. Um, <laughs> I fall in love with people. I love coaching. I love developing others. I love grooming people to move up through organizations. It's really been the focus of my whole career. It's why I got started in coaching to begin with. I love seeing the potential in people before they see it in themselves and then growing them to achieve that potential. But a huge mistake that I made in building my company initially, which we've since course corrected, is that I hired probably you know, 20 plus people into our company that didn't come from a high performance metrics based performance environment. And it's one thing if someone's super entry level and they're coming into your company and you're grooming them from the ground up because it's very easy for them to uh, understand and grow into that as long as you have the time to do so. But it's another thing to hire people that came from a lax environment or like an environment that was not a high performance culture and then bring them into yours and expect that they're going to instantly, you know, convert to seeing and believing the value of structure and metrics and a budget driven environment. And when you're a small business, having people in your company that don't contribute to the bottom line on a weekly basis can tank your entire company, right? So you need to get them out. 
And that's what we had to do. And that was, you know, a big, a big lesson learned, right? We had to uh, remove, you know, the people that were not going to allow us to sustain a high performance culture in our company. And I have talked about a lot of things, um, but I, I would say, you know, people talk about, you know, does money create happiness? And I would say, yes, money does create happiness. It's not the only thing that will create happiness, but money allows you to afford the experiences, the luxuries, the fun, the, you know, the things that you do and feel and experience with the people that you love. And so are all the sacrifices of being a business owner worth it if in the end you're able to create this amazing wealth that you can enjoy with your family? Yes, but, and if you lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing and you don't remember to put your marriage and to put your family first and that that's really truly the only thing that makes the money mean anything, then that will be the most devastating experience of your life. And so my final note in today's show is um, there's been so many lessons learned. I've made a lot of mistakes. We've worked through a lot of corrections and setbacks and you know, obstacles and really heartbreaking, you know, learnings over the 10 years. We've also had many amazing successes from becoming an international bestselling author to building a podcast in the top 13 of all marketing shows on, on iTunes to building an eight-figure empire on its way to nine, creating a great leadership team, most importantly, helping hundreds of clients build six, seven, and eight-figure businesses you know, there's been so many incredible successes building uh, our first well in Malawi. We're just about to fund our second well in Nepal. You know, so there's been a lot of pain and suffering. There's been a lot of excitement and wins. But I would say the most important thing, if I could only give one piece of advice, it would be that you have to believe in yourself more than anyone else does. And it will be your mindset that makes or breaks you in everything that you do. So not looking for outside validation, not looking for a pat on the back, not looking for someone to come in and save you or course correct for you or do it for you, but knowing that if it's going to be, it's up to me. And asking for help, getting support, getting coaching, mentorship, whatever you need. And remembering to put your marriage and your family first because it's the only thing that makes the money and the success and all of the work that you're doing meaningful. So remember, family first always. So I hope these lessons learned are helpful for you. I hope there is something that you got a value out of today's session. It has been a beautiful 10 years. I can't wait for the next 10 years. I'm looking forward to us bringing business education and leadership development to the world and helping people develop the 1% mindset that is required to make your dreams a reality. So we are just getting started. I want to thank you all for being on this journey with us. And I look forward to the next 800 episodes on The Kelly Roach Shop. Thanks so much.
Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week. We'll see you next time.